You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. You ask Alexa to play Locked on Packers. You ask Google Home to play Locked on Packers. And you will find the podcast there. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful Wednesday. It is Crossover Wednesday brought to you by MyBookie.ag. And yes, we do have the host of Locked on Bills on the show. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But first... There is legitimate and and very important breaking news with the Green Bay Packers as of Tuesday, and, and it is twofold. It starts with they are putting Devon House on IR. The shoulder injury that he's been dealing with requires surgery, and to replace him, the Packers brought in a number of players on Tuesday to work out, and the player that they ended up signing was Washington's starting corner last year, coincidentally, Bashad Breland. And the interesting thing about this signing, and there are a lot of them, frankly, a lot of interesting things, is he signed a three-year, $24 million deal, an $8 million per year deal with Carolina in the offseason. And this was a this was a player that uh, the Packers were interested in, reportedly, and it was a player that I thought Green Bay should be interested in signing in the offseason. And then what happened was was fascinating. So Breland had an infection in his foot. And the Panthers voided the contract that they signed with him based on this infection. So he was unsigned. And no one made any moves after that. And in fact, Ian Rappaport suggested that it would take weeks before he would be able to be signed into July and August, potentially. And what actually ended up happening was it took until late September for Breland to find a team. And part of that is because, you know, a lot of teams are making their roster in August and you get the guys that you're practicing with, and those are the players you're focused on. Green Bay is in a unique position because Devon House is going to IR. And Breland was still available. Now, what is additionally important here is Patrick Robinson, the Saints free agent corner that they re-signed this offseason, also went on IR. They had some interest in Breland. And it was the Packers that won out in this case. Breland replacing Devon House gives the Packers a top four cornerback group of Kevin King, Jair Alexander, Josh Jackson, Brashad Breland, and Tremont Williams. That's actually five by my count. They only had four before that healthy with, with without King. And now that King is, we don't know what his status is going to be this weekend. We assume Breland will be the emergency corner. They'll play with 
Tremont and and Jair and Josh Jackson. The, the good news is they don't really need the extra corners this week because Buffalo does not boast um, a, a dynamic pass catching group, and that's something that we'll get into in a little bit. But Bashad Breland was a really quality corner last year. According to Pro Football Focus, he allowed just 49.3% of passes in his area completed, a passer rating of 75.6. That's really good. That would have led the Packers cornerback groups last year. Uh, And it it is the kind of player that Packer fans wanted the Packers to sign this offseason. He was the kind of player I thought Green Bay should take an interest in. So when you look at this offseason now and you include this move and you say, okay, they, they bring in Tremont Williams, they add Brashad Breland along with Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson, that's a pretty significant set of upgrades for the Green Bay Packers. And I don't know what they'll do with all of these players here. But I threw this out on Twitter yesterday, and I I think it's worth considering if you're the Packers, given the way the safeties have played, and given that the team does not seem to be interested in adding a safety. A cornerback room with Kevin King, Bashad Breland, Jair Alexander, and Josh Jackson is really, really good. Tremont Williams has some experience. He played some safety for Mike Pettin in Cleveland. What Green Bay doesn't have right now is a deep safety with sincere understanding of where he needs to be at all times with instincts and with intelligence. So what if the Packers played these four corners, Tremont Williams as the deep safety, Clinton Dix as the strong-ish safety. He actually played, played pretty well in coverage, all things considered, against Washington in man coverage against Jordan Reed. Had that pick. I wrote about this for Acme Packing Company, that third and one conversion where he looked out of position was actually just really great design by Washington. And they have Josh Jones. Josh Jones can still be a factor as a box player, as a downhill safety. So if you want to play a nickel package with those three guys, with Williams, Clinton Dix, and Jones... That seems like a pretty quality unit, plus the four corners they have. Oren Burks, Blake Martinez, the the defensive line rotation, the outside linebacker rotation. This defense is really set up to be a quality unit. And we we can talk more about this this defensive line with Muhammad Wilkerson out. Dean Lowry is going to step in. The Packers have discussed bringing Quinton Dial. As of this recording, they haven't done that yet doesn't mean they won't. He's a player that I thought gave them quality snaps last year in the run game, and I felt like you know I was a little surprised, frankly, that they didn't bring him back. But they like Montrevious Adams, and I, I think that would be a good enough unit for them at this point. In terms of injuries, we also have to discuss the right guard position. It looks like Justin McCray, based on the reporting, will not play on Sunday. It's going to be Byron Bell, not Lucas Patrick, who initially came in for McCray in the Washington game. It's going to be Bell, their offseason acquisition. And this is the difference about Brian Gutekunst and Ted Thompson. In previous years, it would have been Lucas Patrick, an undrafted free agent, who's going to come in and, and provide some snaps. Instead, 
The Packers signed a veteran in the offseason to come in, someone who has experience, who didn't look great in the preseason, if we're being honest, but who has experience in the NFL. Someone who has started games for NFL teams is going to come in and be the Packers starter. This is the kind of move I often criticize Ted Thompson for not making. And Brian Gutekunst made it. And so they now have a veteran that can come in and play right guard. They don't have a veteran per se to play right tackle if Brian Bulaga can't go. Jason Spriggs is still a young player. He is not ideally suited to, let's say, handle Jerry Hughes, who had a monster game against Minnesota last week. And we're going to talk about that uh, over the course of this week. We have a ton of great Buffalo Bills voices coming in to, to provide you some insight into this team and what they are and what they bring to the table at Lambeau this Sunday. I think Green Bay can find a way to mitigate those kinds of things. I don't think Byron Bell starting kills them. I think Spriggs would be a much bigger downgrade in this game, just considering the edge players that Buffalo has, particularly Jerry Hughes. Though I don't think Trent Murphy is anything special, and Shaq Lawson has not shown really much of anything. But Jerry Hughes is coming off his best game as a pro. So Green Bay has to understand and respect what's going on there. We do have Kevin Masseri from Locked on Bills, and he's going to join us in just a second. But before he does, I want to remind you that Crossover Wednesday is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. I got DMs last week about fantasy advice. I get picks advice, betting advice. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win the game. My picks reflect that over the last few weeks. But if you think you know, you should check out mybookie.ag. Who you're betting on is just as important as where you're betting, which is why I constantly remind you about mybookie.ag. Trust me, guys, this is your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. They have live in-game betting, a tremendous mobile site, and right now, They will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. And additionally, if you are willing to wait to deposit your first bankroll until after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on any deposit over $100 when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's LOCKEDON25 to get an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. All right, he is the host of Locked on Bills. He is also a writer at the Bills Wire, Kevin Masseri. You can find him on Twitter at Kevin Masseri, M-A-S-S-A-R-E on Twitter. Kevin, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to do these. This is not the conversation I think either of us was expecting to be having uh, as we sit here on Wednesday. It certainly wasn't. I mean, it's flipped on its head here in Buffalo. There's been some renewed hope. Uh, just how they handled the Vikings last week just handed. I mean, just there was no doubt. I mean, it, the defense was just that good. Uh, the defense that they expected, they really put some money into it, Peter. So definitely not the conversation we expected. But at the same time, I said this on the other two crossovers I had prior to the Vikings. They were way better than the first two games here in Buffalo. Yeah, and I think, you know, for the Packers, they're sort of feeling the opposite. And, um, you know, I think Green Bay feels like and the fans feel like this Washington game was in some ways similar to the Minnesota game 
that the Vikings just played, not the, the game before that, um, where it was a little bit of a Murphy's Law game. Everything that, that could go wrong did, penalties, drops, um, obviously the Clay Matthews call. So, you know, Green Bay has to come in feeling like, man, we, we could have played so much better in that game. And now they have to face a team that is red hot, playing with a lot of confidence. Uh, what what did the defense do to this Vikings offense that that is really talented and really explosive? They, I mean, first of all, they put their lockdown corner to Davis White, sophomore, um, on Stephon Diggs and just took him right out of the game. So that was first and foremost as Kirk Cousins struggled to find open receivers. From there, they just took care of pressure. I mean, Jerry Hughes was a menace. Lorenzo Alexander, our pass rushing outside linebacker, uh, who will play 4-3 defensive end, was a menace. Uh, Trent Murphy, their acquired player from Washington, was getting to the quarterback. And then Starlo Delaley was you know, causing pressure up front, uh, right in the middle of the uh, pushing Kirk Cousins backwards. It was just an, an, a clinic in pass rush. Give me your assessment of of Josh Allen to this point, because you know, obviously he didn't get the start in week one. Um, there was, there was, you know, a lot of talk about the throw on the, on the great design for the touchdown, but he didn't, he didn't really do that much. They did a really great job. I thought of managing his throws and and giving him some easy opportunities. Where are you with Josh Allen at this point? It's interesting because post draft, you had a, probably a, like most, a polarizing fan base, 50, 50 of guys fighting for him and 50, 50, like we missed on Josh Rosen. We can't believe we didn't get up to get Sam Darnold. We, this was our plan. We had all these draft picks. But since then, he's did everything right. He came in, looked better than anticipated in spring, um, had some ups and downs in training camp, but still looked a, you know far ahead of what many people thought. Um, really did beat out Nathan Peterman in week one, but the team decided to roll Nathan Peterman for one last chance to see if they could develop a backup quarterback and keep you know Allen on the shelf to kind of kind of to kind of baby him a little bit, honestly, because to me he won the job. But Josh Allen really. He's a big leader. He fired up the defense at halftime against a really poor performance against the Chargers. Since then, the teams in the, in the last six quarters um, have been fantastic outscoring. I believe it's like 50 to nine or, or somewhere around there. Uh, he's been a completely different team. And Josh Allen's been, I mean, the biggest thing he's done is lead this team. Everyone rallies around him. He's like LaShawn McCoy's favorite player. Um, and he's just the sneaky thing about him. Some people knew this. Some people didn't. He's very athletic. Yeah. And that's something that I think Green Bay, it's not going to be a storyline, I I don't think, um, coming in. But Mitch Trubisky hurt the Packers defense with his feet. They had a lot of great coverage uh, in that Bears game. And Mitch Trubisky was able to scramble and and make plays. Alex Smith beat them on Mm. a couple of plays in man coverage. I I think that's going to be a key for Green Bay is uh, do they want to spy him? Or do they want to just say, we dare you to beat us in coverage? Uh, maybe they maybe they blitz. Who knows? Mike Patton is um, someone that Bills fans are familiar with. Very much. Um, and, and even there, I mean, there are a handful of guys still on the team from when Patton was there. So um, very few of them. But there's, <laughs> I, I think, just a handful. Jerry Hughes. <laughs> Jerry, yeah, and, and Mike Patton knows all about Jerry Hughes. So we'll get back to Kevin in just a second. But before we do, I need to tell you about Vivid Seats, because today's episode of Locked on Packers is brought to you. We love a night out, and whether it's your favorite band or person 
or team, Vivid Seats will help you attend that concert or show or game at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events that you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and the row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. For the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, back to Kevin. Do you expect Jerry Hughes, so this is sort of a two-part question, do you expect Tredavious White on Devontae Adams most of the day, and do you expect Jerry Hughes, especially if Brian Bulaga is hurt and can't go, um, to be lined up against Jason Spriggs most of the day? Yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, you just named if the Bills are in this game and competitive like they were against the Vikings, you named two of the keys to the game. Absolutely, Jerry Hughes will will be a menace. He takes care of backup uh, offensive linemen. I really hope Green Bay would have a plan, um, whether I, I don't know if they bring Mercedes Lewis or kind of what they would do there to help out. Um, but that's absolutely what the Bills are planning on right now. Um, and we'll get into your injuries later on. Um, as I'm sure there's a lot of interest there, but Absolutely. Devonta Adams will be covered fully by Trey White. Uh, he locked down Keenan Allen the week prior. The Baltimore game was a little interesting. They could, Joe Flacco just kind of spread the ball around. The game was pretty much out of hand due to Nathan Peterman. It didn't really, he couldn't really take anything out of that, but he did a really phenomenal job against Keenan and absolutely just took Stefan Diggs out of the game. I would imagine you would see Adams v. Trey all day. It's it's the kind of thing Devontae Adams relishes. And he Good. he wanted to be mentioned in the conversation with the top guys. I think he's he's showing that that he can be that. And he, he really won his his matchup with uh, Xavier Rhodes in week two. Uh, but, you know, this is another big test for him. The Darius Slay next week, uh, Richard wow. Sherman the week after that. I mean, if he's healthy, so he's going to have to prove it um, this week and next week and, and really the rest of the season because the Packers need him. He's got a competitive slew of corners there to face. So I, I would imagine they do. They're probably going to take a lot out of that Washington game. And I mean, I'm not I, I would imagine they try to put that on paper and, and go with it. But what's interesting is. The Bills will only rush four. I mean, they're not a blitzing team, lowest blitzing percentage in the league. Um, it's Sean McDermott's style of football. He needs his fronts to get to it, and, and they need coverage, and that's kind of how they're built. So you would, I would doubt you would ever see the Bills coming after Rodgers. Um, the one thing that they will do is they do have a pass rusher in um, in their outside linebacker in Lorenzo Alexander, so they will actually bring him and then drop out Trent Murphy um, or some variation of that, and that's that's kind of been what really foiled Kirk Cousins, actually. So it'll be interesting to see. I would not anticipate them ever really bringing. They're used to Tom Brady. Don't forget. So they're they're not gonna they're not gonna bring everyone in and just get carved up. I think it's a it's a it's a it's, it's that was the tact that Chicago took in the second half, and they played a little bit more conservatively. They didn't bring guys, and and their front didn't yeah. get home. And we saw what Aaron Rodgers yeah. was able to do. So it that I mean that's gonna be it. That's gonna be a, a fascinating chess match because if if Green Bay's offensive line, and that's why I think this is the key to the game. If Green Bay's offensive line can can block Buffalo's front, right. They're going to win. 
I just think that's yeah, because I mean, you have Green Bay taking pretty much every other um, um, talent across the board. So I think that's the only place the Bills have an opportunity, and and they did enough against Minnesota for that to matter. So that's I'm imagining they're going to do the same thing, try their best to do the same thing they did against the Vikings, and get after Rodgers. And they they know that's probably their one of their only ways to win this game. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty good football game. I, I mean, I do. They're going to Green Bay. I do anticipate Green Bay probably taking it by you know seven to ten points. I do think they cover though. That's kind of where I'm at with this one. I think that there's some matchups on the on the offensive line that the Bills will at least take advantage of during some point of this game, whether the Rodgers gets ahead early or can come storming back or whatever the situation may be. Um, they're not going to win the matchup all day. I think. I think. The Packers will make adjustments if 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 Hughes gets a couple of early successes. So, From a gambling standpoint, it's the hook, right? Yeah, the, the half point if it's ten and a half. Because I think twenty four fourteen sounds right to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not far away from that, honestly. So, yeah, it is that half point. That's why they do it, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's the, maybe that's why it, maybe it's a sucker bet, and maybe we're just <laughs> we just think we know. But um, can you? Why don't you do me a favor and let my audience know where they can find the work that you do, especially this week? Sure thing. You can find me at Kevin Masseri, K E V I N M A S S A R E, and then obviously as on our sites or on our Twitter feeds, Locked On Bills uh, as well. We do a lot of good stuff tweeting our shows and and coming up with comments on that. I will tell you, we I have had multiple listeners reach out to me and say, "Where can I find the Locked On for this week?" Because I want to listen to it. So. You, you will get some Packer fans this week who are listening to the show. So just, uh, you know, just be aware of that. We, we, we will be aware. I mean, they're in every community, like one of my closest friends, a <laughs> Packers fan, honestly, um, and Bill is second. So very used to it. Um, we, we're, we're aware and we love the passion of the fan base. We have a similar passion if, and, uh, if we were ever as good as the Packers someday, uh, I just, I'd anticipate the same. Uh, I love it, Kevin. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for your time. I want to thank Kevin again for joining Locked on Packers. I love a crossover Wednesday. Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic is going to join us tomorrow on the show to give us a scouting report on the Buffalo Bills, a a little bit of a deep dive. I know Kevin did a great job of doing that, and and I highly encourage you, uh, as I told him, there are a number of, of texts and messages and tweets that I've gotten about wanting to hear the Locked On shows for the team the Packers are playing. Just to get that that sort of run-up, how is Green Bay's opponent viewing them as we head toward Week 4? Well, Kevin does a great show. You can find all of their shows, Locked On Bills. You go to Spotify. You go to iTunes. They're all there. So I highly encourage you to do that. We didn't get to any questions today, but if you want to contact the show. Hello, Peter. What's happening? If you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. I highly encourage you to do that. I Actually, in the interview that I did with Kevin for his show, I, I suggested to his fans that, that they reach out to me. So do me a favor, balance out some of this Bill stuff because that's a passionate fan base. They're going to send messages. So I want to hear from you. Send me a note, 920-341-3775. Also, do me a favor and subscribe to the show. Like us on Facebook. Rate the show on iTunes. Leave a review. Help us spread the word about Locked on Packers because we are growing, and we are a show that has been growing steadily for the last year or two. But there are so many more Packer fans out there that are missing out 
on the opportunity to learn so much about their team. And, and I don't even say that because I think I bring so much insight. This is why I bring on people like Kevin. It's why I'm bringing on people like Matthew for tomorrow. These games, it's all about how the Packers match up. I thought the Packers matched up great with Washington, and I still think that. I think the Packers actually had a much better offensive game plan than I originally thought when I watched the game live after watching it on the All-22. And that's why we do this show, so we can work through this process so that we can all learn together. And it's my responsibility to give you the best information that I can at the time. I want us all to grow together as people who care about the Packers, who watch them, who are invested in their success and failures. So let's experience this together. Tell a friend about Locked on Packers. Let them know that you're enjoying this show, if you are enjoying it. And I hope you are. And if you're not, let me know why. I always want to be better. I want to get better. And I want to bring you guys what you're looking for on this show. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Packers, like us on Facebook, all of that stuff. It's there. And we do all of this so you can stay locked on Packers.